0: Hello and welcome to the AJ on the Line podcast. This is your Russian Grand Prix review in which we will discuss Lando Norris almost having a perfect parade. However, it was heartbreakingly rained upon in the last five laps. Lewis Hamilton reaching a staggering 100th Grand Prix victory. A dream damage limitation drive for Max Verstappen and much more. We will get into it, but my name is Adam. I am your host, and as ever, we are joined by our good friends and F1 analysts, Joe and Jimmy. Usually, I ask how you found that race, but I'm just going to start by saying,
1: how sorry do you feel for Lando Norris? Incredibly sorry. I mean, we watched it all together for the first time, which was really nice, Um, and you could tell that I was deeply, deeply, deeply upset. Um, with the events which happened. Um, so, so, yeah, feel really. You know, stormed out the room, didn't you? Not quite. I mean, I threw you, my. You threw <laughs> your box
2: in the bin and stormed <laughs> out of the room.
1: Not quite. I mean, you know. I had to then retrieve the box from the bin because it was a the <laughs> box and, you know, environmental stuff and all that sort of jazz. So, but yeah, um, it was very upsetting. But his time will come, I'm sure of it.
0: For context, Lando Norris, he was leading that race. He, he was on pole position, first of all, and he was wandering away more than a pit stop ahead of the rest of the pack. Hamilton caught him towards the end and the rain started to fall as... We'd seen in the forecast it might do just in the final five laps and it caused havoc, quite frankly, and everyone was deciding whether or not to put on the intermediate wet tyres in order to get round the track or whether they were going to risk it for a biscuit and go round on the dry tyres and not bother with the pit stops. Nando Norris ahead, he was in a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation, wasn't he, Joe? Because Lewis could pit from second place and still come out in second mm-hmm. place, so he didn't have anything to lose pitting, and that's what ultimately got him the yeah, victory. Yeah, I think
2: you always kind of want to be in second place in that situation because you can react to what the other guy does um, and, you know, it's it's almost impossible to make the decision to pit from the lead five laps from the end, so... I think it's totally understandable why Lando did what he did. Obviously, it was wrong in hindsight, but I mean, I think pretty much everyone would have done the same in his situation.
0: Definitely, and he was gutted. But we'll get more into that in a little bit. What are we going to rate that race out of ten? Usually, the Russian Grand Prix is at most a five, unless you're Jimmy, of course. In which case, it would be probably a seven or <laughs> something like that. But what are we going to rate it this time? Because you do have a good reason, Jimmy, to go a bit higher.
1: Yeah, so um, I think you're alluding to the fact that Hamilton got his 100th victory, which was obviously fantastic. Um, But I would probably say it was about a nine. And I say that because it was bittersweet because Lando didn't get his first victory. Obviously, brilliant for Lewis and I'm a huge Lewis fan and he got his 100th victory. But I felt really sorry for Lando. So it would have probably been a 10 if... Lando
0: had won. So you're letting your emotions get into it, Jimmy. I'm indeed yeah rather than looking at the cold. Yeah. You've got to, to
2: provide an objective review of the race.
1: I know, but you know The
2: listeners don't want your opinions, they want the facts.
1: I know. You know I'm a bit of a Lando fanboy, and I <laughs>
0: can't No, they We want your we want yeah. your opinion, Jimmy. <laughs> and that is a reason that is a good reason for not liking the race as much. Um, it's like A Hamilton fan might look back at the Malaysian Grand Prix as being a bad one, despite the great battle between Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo for the lead of that race as it went on. Um, So it's understandable. Joe, where are we going to put this race?
2: Going to go for an eight. It it was an amazing first bit of the race, an amazing last bit of the race. Bit of a lull in the middle, but you could sense something was building. Um, So, yeah. Solid eight out of ten, really good, and that end to the race was just uh, unbelievable drama.
0: Yeah, it it kind of started with a bang. Then there was a load of tension, mm-hmm. wasn't there? Before, yeah,
2: and the tension did pay off in the end.
0: So, exactly. Sometimes that that tension continues right until the end, and then they say, "Oh, it was a bit of a slow yeah. burner this race." That's <laughs> that's code for that was boring, wasn't it? But we actually got a great ending to the race. And the amount of changes in that top 10 in the last few laps was insane. <laughs> you had Valtteri Bottas, who was stuck in 14th or race, and and he ended up in P fifth. Fifth, yeah. That says a lot. And remarkably, <laughs> this was Lewis Hamilton's second most dominant win in terms yeah. of uh, margin to the second position. But it doesn't really give you the full story if you look at just the cold hard numbers which is why jimmy might be right to let his emotions um decide some of the summary of this race but let's get into our awards because we're going to talk about first of all the biggest winner from this race joe i'm going to start with you
2: i i think it has to be max verstappen because i mean it was a damage limitation race and he really did limit that damage um so yeah to go from i mean to go from p20 to p2 regardless of the circumstances is you know an unbelievable achievement and nothing to be sniffed at and to finish only one position behind the guy who was you know probably looking to pull sort of 15 points on him this uh, this race that's a huge
0: win for Red Bull and Max Verstappen. Ironically, the rain actually hurt Hamilton in yeah. terms of the points mm-hmm. he would have gained on Verstappen, despite giving him the win. Uh, I, I've agreed with yeah. you on Max Verstappen for the similar points that you have raised there, Joe. Mm. Um, and it's odd because we we wouldn't have thought that, given that he had a 3 place grid penalty and looked likely to start from the back going into this weekend, but... Yep. That just shows what a sprinkling of rain can do. Jimmy? Oh. Yeah. Well, I think it's
2: it's scary to think that if uh, if Lewis had ignored his team pit call one more time, like Verstappen did and gone round one... Uh, no, like Norris did, sorry. Verstappen would have won that race from last. Yeah. So, and, and I imagine Lewis was very, very tempted to stay out again, given that Lando was right in front of him. So... Who knows what could have happened.
0: It's like I said, you're right. It's like I said to you, though, at the time, I would trust Bono with my life. And, and Lewis clearly yeah, trusts yeah, Bono does. with his but, championship. But,
2: you know, I mean, they've done it before. Like Mon- Monaco 2015, he trusted Bono to bring him in and didn't work out. So, you know... These things happen, and if he'd have gone past that pits one more time, Max Verstappen would have won
0: that race with Hamilton in sort of 6th, 7th. And arguably that is why McLaren did fall so far behind, well, Lando Norris yep. did, because he was overriding his team, telling them to shut up, and all of that jazz. Uh, but if you're in the lead, and you've got a few laps to go, you're not going to want no. a pit, are you? You're going to try and mm-hmm. prove it out, but... This will be a great experience for him and I'm sure that Lando Norris will win many races in the future, if not a championship or two. Um, We'll see because there's quite a lot of talented drivers out there that will be wanting that crown. Uh,
1: Jimmy. Who was your biggest? Um, I'd have to agree with you both and say uh, Max Verstappen. Uh, It's quite clever, uh, Red Bull, because he had a a three-second penalty, not three-second penalty, three-place grid penalty uh, to start with. So it made sense for him to have a new engine. Um, And I think it's sort of really paid off because he limited the points deficit because he finished second. But also, he's got a fresh engine. And I don't know if Lewis will have to take an engine penalty but it puts the pressure almost back on Mercedes to sort of, to either keep those engines that they've got going, or get a new engine in the back of the car, but then they'd have to have a brilliant race like Verstappen did. Um, So it worked out really well.
0: If it is the the shoe on the other foot, and and Lewis does end up having to take that penalty, it's, well, can you imagine him finishing in second place? It's difficult to see that, unless it's another crazy race. also, where would you do it? Which race you got seven to go? Yeah Mexico. Yeah, potentially Mexico because they've got that long straight. yeah but also but also Max
2: Verstappen wins there every year anyway. so you know, you might as well just accept that one. a bit a bit like I think Red Bull did in Russia. Um, they accepted Mercedes were going to win that one, damage limitation, and through both good performance and good luck, it has to be said they've come out looking pretty
1: good. so I think Mercedes need to nail their sort of colours to the mast somewhat because they need to make a decision sooner rather than later. They can either stick with the engines that they've got or I'd, if they were to take another engine, I think they'd have to do it sooner rather than later because if you've got a deficit to Verstappen and there's three races to go and he finishes, say, seventh, it's not going to look great. But if you take it, Sooner rather than later, you almost know what's required. Do you not
0: think, Jimmy, that Mercedes have already decided what's going on? They've just not said it. Potentially, anything? yeah.
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever.
0: I think Mexico's probably a good shout to do it. Um Turkey could go either way ne- next time. Mm-hmm. Out. So you wouldn't do it there and then you wouldn't want to do it out a street circuit such as um well, Abu Dhabi's basically a street circuit. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to overtake.
1: But you've also got uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia.
2: Wait, is is Dubai actually on the calendar now? I've forgotten.
1: Dubai auto they Dream, were gu- possibly.
2: They were, th- yeah, they were
0: thinking about it, weren't they?
1: Yeah, because it might finish with a triple header potentially. um... Well,
0: that's the thing, isn't it? Because we we say there's seven races to go, we don't actually know where they're going, and <laughs> it could finish in yeah. two.
1: Can I just say what an exciting races we've got in store. Only two points difference between the two main challengers and all to play for. It's so exciting, isn't it?
0: To think that some people say F1 is boring. Yeah, crazy.
1: Absolutely ridiculous. They don't know what they're talking about.
0: No, they don't. Um, If you had to call it now, with two thirds of the season gone, what are you going to say, Jimmy? Who's going to be champion this year?
1: Um, I'd have to speak with my heart again and say Lewis. Because I'd love him to get his 8th world title. And it's almost a weight off his shoulders, like the 100th Grand Prix win was. So to that, I think potentially it would free Hamilton up a bit with his mentality potentially, getting that 100th race, the pressures off. Obviously, he still wants to get the 8th world title. But, you know, um, yeah, I'd love him to see Lewis win. But who knows? Such an amazingly close season. So see what happens. And what about you, Joe?
2: I've I've got a sneaky suspicion Max Verstappen's going to do it, so, but we'll see, we'll see.
0: I've got to say, I'm probably in the same boat as you, Joe, mm-hmm. although I can never count Lewis Hamilton out. No, no, of course not. You'd be foolish, so I'm still going to predict Lewis Hamilton, even though... <laughs> even though
2: you don't actually believe it.
0: No, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Do let us know in the comments who you think is going to win this championship. Two points between them in Hamilton's favour, seven races to go. Who gets it? Let us know. What does annoy me about that, though, is that they're both on half points. Like, yeah, it's really annoying. Can we not just sort of ask them to cancel out the half points? Or just get rid of the Belgian Grand Prix points, because that wasn't really a race
1: anyway. Although, mm. Yeah, I don't agree with that. They should have just cancelled it and nobody gets any points.
2: But on the other hand, George Russell should have a podium, so... Yeah,
1: that is pretty nice. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. tough, isn't it? It is. We can't... You can't take the trophy off George. No, points. no, that's too mean. Now, Williams are swimming in points now. Yeah, it. he
2: scored points in four of the last five races.
0: George Russell scored points again. This I know, race. I know. We should be shouting from the rooftops about that, but we shouldn't at the same time because it's standard now. Mm. anyway let's move on from that positive news from George Russell who could have been the biggest winner had it been a boring race like it usually is to the biggest loser now we'll start with you Jimmy who's your biggest loser this weekend ok
1: so, so my my biggest loser um, would be Norris um, for the obvious reason that he didn't win and he was assuring to win I mean he was doing so well, controlled the race um, he'd he, yeah he drove superbly he drove with such maturity uh, and quite a lot of um, experience to a certain extent Uh, however the experience sort of um, yeah went when he stayed out too long on his uh, slick tires when it was raining so so yeah I'm going to go with Norris because it should have been his first win but it was cruelly taken away from him um, with the rain
0: yeah absolutely heartbreaking for him and I was thinking it it was quite similar to the way in which Charles Leclerc lost his first or potential first Grand Prix. I know that it was a technical failure that Leclerc had, whereas this was kind of mistake by team and driver in the rain. But Leclerc once again had his first pole position in Bahrain, lost the lead at the start of the race, as Norris did to Carlos Sainz yesterday, and then managed to fight back, looked in control... And then had a Hamilton fighting his way back through the field. Catching him, putting him under pressure. And then that's where it kind of all fell apart. But at, at least Norris <laughs> scored some points for McLaren. Which will be important in the fight with Ferrari. And got the fastest lap. So an extra point. I know it's not what he wanted. But he will win again. And we can we all know that Charles Leclerc had that sort of circumstance. And he came back and nailed it with some great wins later on in that season so who knows Norris might be the one getting the most wins in this next seven season uh, next seven races uh but what a shame for him because he's such a great driver so mature and um much respected uh, amongst the whole community isn't he Joe yeah definitely
2: um you know you've you already brought up Charles Leclerc and Similarly, George Russell as well. They all seem to be losing their first wins in sort of True. heartbreaking circumstances. So, yeah. Oh, Lewis lost a whole championship like that, so, you know. True. And we'll never forget Alonso's stare. So, you know, <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine, you know, as sad as it is to lose one race, I imagine they know full well what it feels like.
0: They certainly do. <laughs> um, Joe. Your biggest loser, if you don't mind. Um,
2: I'm going to go with Charles Leclerc, actually. Um, because, A, he finished 16th in a race where his teammate finished on the podium. Once again, every time Carlos Sainz gets on the podium, Charles, um, Charles Leclerc doesn't score points. Um, Charles Leclerc has dropped behind Sainz in the Drivers' Championship. Um, and, you know, it's obviously Sainz's first season in the team, in the car... Um, and obviously that's credit to science more than anything. Um, but yeah, Charles Leclerc just wasn't anywhere this weekend whereas his teammate was fighting for the win. Um yeah, just not not quite there for your proclaimed second
0: best driver on the grid. I will come back with two things. First of all, I had it com I had it confirmed the other day or I saw it confirmed the other day that Charles Leclerc likes chocolate eclairs <laughs> uh, which is oh impressive. right maybe he is the second best driver on the that, grid then <laughs> that we didn't know um, and he was catching Max Verstappen I reckon he could have actually had Max Verstappen before the rain yeah. um, so he was gutted and he just got caught out by, by the rain like Lando Norris was um, like the Aston mm-hmm. Martins was and, and like the person that I think the biggest loser was uh, Lance Stroll. Smooth. Um, oh, it was that was as slick as anything, as slick as the tires that Lando Norris skidded
2: off the track on.
0: <laughs> no, it's not as slick. You could have just left it, Joe. You could have done. <laughs> anyway, um, Lance Stroll had such a good start. He was up in where was he fourth? He or was fifth? fourth. Yeah, he just couldn't get past Russell, could fourth, he? Exactly, and he. Looked comfortable there. He was part of the Mercedes engine train going along, with George Russell choking along at the front, him in fourth. And then there was Ricardo and Hamilton bringing up the back, and he looked like he was set for a decent haul of points. And then he kind of fell away a bit after he pitted. And then the rain started coming down, and he accidentally had a bit of a collision with his teammate, which was a bit clumsy. I know. That Seb kind of came unsighted, but it it was still a little bit messy between teammates, which wasn't great. And then this could be a tender uh, contender for uh, the AJ on the line line of the week. But there there was a moment in which Brad, his um, engineer, said, "Lance, can you stay out?" and and Lance Stroll said. Yes! And then a second later, <laughs> he was he in, was the, in wall. the wall. <laughs> I don't like laughing at him, but yeah, no, after that was being funny. in fourth place... <laughs> oh, he wasn't even in the points. And Aston Martin need to be scoring on days like today. Mm-hmm. And it's not just him. Seb Vettel didn't have the best afternoon either as a result of the rain. But yeah, it it was something that wasn't capitalised on. So disappointing by him. Although... He is staying on along with Sebastian Vettel for 2022. That's been confirmed, and it's not really a surprise given that his dad owns the place. Speaking of which, great appointment getting Martin Whitmarsh in um, as basically like the the priest on Earth. Uh, with if if you looked at Lawrence Stroller's God uh, within that that Aston Martin um, structure. Although you've you've got to feel that Otmar now his days potentially numbered, with Martin Whitmarsh, the former McLaren team principal, and Ron Dennis, right hand man, being um, a part of the team's future. Interesting times. Didn't Ron Dennis uh, fire Whitmarsh, or did he just leave? I believe it. I believe he was put on gardening leave. Oh, uh, that's as part effectively of the boardroom yeah, coup. Yeah.
1: It's like effectively saying you're off, mate, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, they fell out, but you've got to remember that Martin Whitmarsh was responsible for a lot of the great times in McLaren. So, yeah, despite him and Ron Dennis falling out, he is still a very clever man. And I think he's actually got a background in aerospace and the forces, so mm. he knows what he's talking about from many different injuries. And he's been doing uh, America's Cup. Kind of managed, yeah, America Cup for Team Ineos, wasn't he? Yeah. That's an amazing sport as well. Incredible. Bit of sailing. Yeah. Which was what the cars were doing in the final part of the race. And that was my (laughs) moment of the race. The final five laps. When the rain came down, it just mixed it up. It was like throwing some dice onto the board. And we all, well... I'll take you into Jimmy's house where we were watching those final five laps. Oh, I'm not sure Jimmy's I'll... going to
2: appreciate that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you mind if we, we just take the listeners in? Just of, for course, this second, of course, of course, yeah. As long as they Thank take you. their shoes off. Yeah. And
1: wipe their feet,
0: yeah. The three of us were sat at, at Jimmy's kitchen table eating our burgers that had just arrived um, from a Deliveroo. It started to rain and... Jimmy and Joe, they were they were tucking into their burgers, going, "Oh, ah, mmm. but I couldn't do the mmm. I I was transfixed. I couldn't <laughs> eat my burger, and that just showed what an entertaining finale to that Russian Grand Prix it was. It was like the Belgian Grand Prix in two thousand and eight, where Hamilton and Raikkonen were on dry tyres, in in the ever wetting conditions. Um, at Spa, Frankenchop. I can never pronounce that.
2: Frankenchop.
0: <laughs> Frankenschamps, <laughs> I think. At Spa, and um, yeah, it was it was similar again, except Hamilton didn't have a, a rule changed and um, his win taken off him by the stewards. But let's not get bogged down by that because that was my moment of the race, the end. I know it was heartbreaking, but that's what sport can do to you. It can all change in a split second. Jimmy, what was your moment of the weekend?
1: Um, my moment of the weekend was at the end of the race when Lewis got his 100th race win. I know I've been saying how awful it was for Lando, and it was. I was really upset, as you both know. Um, but it's incredible achievement for Hamilton to, to get 100 race wins. I think the closest is uh, Schumacher on 91. So to surpass him, it's just incredible. I know we surpassed him quite a while ago, but to get sort of a landmark victory like this, it's just incredible. And uh, you've got to take your hat off to the guy, I think.
0: It's almost one in 10 of the Grand Prix ever comp- ever done in the history of the sport he's won. Yeah, incredible. Which puts it into perspective. And there's probably a few more to come.
1: Mm, indeed, yeah.
0: Superb achievement. Um Although he's not won as many this season, has he? He's won now the same amount that he did in 2008. And that was the season in which he won the championship, but it's the fewest amount that he won while winning the championship. And I think Felipe Massa won more races that season. Anyway, Joe, what was your moment of the weekend?
2: I'm also going to go for the final five laps, just because you just you don't see that very often. Um and I I can't remember an end to a race as sort of crazy as that, where it's just sort of in the final five, five laps, everything just flips on its head. Um, I don't know if you two can think of any sort of examples of that, but yeah, we'd had the tension building, building, building all afternoon, and then all of a sudden it just explodes, not in the way that it had been building up to, but it just went bonkers. I've never seen anything like it.
1: I agree. Um, Maybe the I've only got Belgium or, or Sao Paulo. Yeah, like Sao Paulo, two thousand and eight. Last few. Yeah, laps. but
2: that was that was just what that was just like one car. I mean, this was just everyone going. I mean, the only thing I can think of comparable actually is there's a, there's a Monaco Grand Prix, where everyone runs out of fuel um, and. I think it was Monaco anyway. But anyway, the lead sort of changes about five times in the last five laps because someone keeps getting into the lead and running out of fuel. It's in the sort of, it's either the 80s or the 90s, I can't remember. But that's the only thing I can think of that was like comparable to this because you just had certain cars surging up the field, some just going off, not seen anything like it. And you won't see anything like it again Mm -hmm. for any time soon. So I
0: think it has to be the best moment of the week. And that's even with an incredible qualifying as well, in which George Russell qualified third. Oh yeah, we haven't even mentioned pole, that. It's unbelievable. Sainz second, Hamilton only fourth, and he crashed twice in in that yep. qualifying session. It, it was bonkers. Mm-hmm. And that that shows there's been a good weekend. And. It shows it's been a good season if Sochi's good, France is good, and Spain is good. Like, those are your barometers for the bang average races, aren't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Right, let's move on to the Honourable Mention Awards. Now, I don't really have a slick way to go into mine, so I'm going to go to Jimmy for his.
1: My Honourable Mention uh, would go to Orlando Norris as well, um, as I've more than said this podcast that i feel was absolutely gutted by it and that he didn't get his first win and everything like that um but but yeah he drove a superb race and um it'll just although he did didn't win it'll just make when he wins again so much sweeter because he'd have to wait a bit longer and i've no doubt he's going to be a race winner at some point um, McLaren are just looking really polished at the moment. Not just Lando Norris, Ricardo sorted himself out and they just look a really slick outfit uh, at the moment. Um, and yeah, just they're looking brilliantly. So yeah, my honourable mentions, Lando.
2: They certainly wear a slick outfit on lap 49.
1: <laughs> Very slick, yeah. I agree with you with
0: my honourable mention award going to Lando Norris, but I disagree that McLaren are looking polished. They are getting more polished, but I think moments like them misreading the weather forecast, compared to Mercedes, and not being as forceful with Lando Norris in terms of getting him on the intermediate tyres, those are moments that they can learn from because they've not been in a race-winning situation like that for quite a few years now. So I think they're getting more polished, but I disagree that they are polished. But they've they've got. Uh, they they're going in the right direction, and that is really good lando Norris I think he's really shown us how good he is this season potentially he's the driver of the season which is which is tough to do when you've got Hamilton and Verstappen battling at the front is is probably close between Lando Norris and Max Verstappen in terms of driver of the season so far, but I think what tells is that when you looked at Lando Norris and Lewis Hamilton going head-to-head with like 30 seconds between them and the rest of the pack, you kind of expected Lando Norris to be able to hold off Lewis Hamilton, which says a lot given that Hamilton is the best driver of all time, statistically and in my opinion. Um, But yeah, it just shows how good Lando Norris is. But how good do you reckon he can be, Joe? I
2: think the minimum I'd expect from him at the moment is to sort of be in that sort of Weber Barrichello sort of category where he's, you know, going to win multiple races. Whether he can sort of kick on, keep developing as he has been and really sort of challenge for titles it will depend on the car a little bit. But I think he can do it. He's got some stiff competition in uh, Leclerc, Russell, Verstappen. Um, and any future youngsters that that come through. Oh, I'm going to talk about Carlos Science in a minute. Um, and so, yeah, um, it's going to depend on how he sort of stacks up against those ones. But, yeah, I, I definitely think he has the potential to be world champion material.
0: In the right circumstances. hmm And I don't think I need to ask you this, but Jimmy, what do you reckon Norris can achieve
1: in the future? Uh, world champion. Period. No thinking stop. about it. No, no, no thinking about it. I think he'll, he's, yeah, he's shown how good a driver he is. I know I'm, a, I'm a fanboy of Norris, and it's not like I'm going to say he's going to never win a championship or a race, but I genuinely think he's a brilliant driver. Uh, he's matured a hell of a lot since he first was on the scene in 2019, um, and yeah, he's just shown his ability.
0: Absolutely. Joe, we'll, we'll go to you now. Then well done, Lando Norris. By the way, because you've got this award, irrelevant of what Joe says, but we are all interested to hear what he says because we value his opinion so much. So who's getting your Honourable Mention Award, Well,
2: I think it has to be Carlos Sainz. I mean, he might as well be Mr Honourable Mention at this point because no one ever seems to sort of, like, see what he does. Even the TV cameras don't seem to pick up what he does. Um, but he's always just, he's so consistent and he's finished third in, you know, and he he did, where did he qualify again? Was it third? No, second. Second. He qualified, he qualified second and finished third in a car that shouldn't really be up there. So.
0: It's the four fastest car, isn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. And he, he drove a great race. Um, he was leading for 20 odd laps, um, so, I think he has to win Honourable Mention. Um, I mean, uh, mainly because no one's mentioning him. So, it's like he just seems to go under the radar constantly.
0: It's he, probably what this award is designed for, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so,
2: I think he's got to win Honourable Mention because won't somebody
0: please pay attention to Carlos Sainz? It's a compelling argument. <laughs> And I feel bad that me and Jimmy have even mentioned Lando Norris now, <laughs> right? <laughs> but Lando Norris has to get it. Sorry. <laughs> because democracy prevails. Although I will say I agree with you, Joe. Carlos Sainz is a solid driver. And Ferrari have the best driver pairing.
1: I read an article. Hold on, Joe. Jimmy's read an article. Yeah, I know, <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, a new skill that I've developed. Uh, no, but um, I was reading an article saying that um, when the rain comes, um, real drivers and their talent are shown, and it's shown that Lando Norris and George Russell are. It's going to be so exciting in the future of Formula One is safe. You know, I know mm-hmm. Lewis is is hanging up his boot. I don't know if he's hanging up his boots. Not not quite yet. Um, but obviously you've got Vettel. Uh, But there's some really talented younger drivers coming through and it shows that we're going to have these sort of battles, hopefully, year in, year out. Absolutely. Formula One's future is safe and healthy.
0: Let's move on then to my favourite award, the AJ on the Line line of the week. And mine's quite simple because I am a simple man at times. Um, It was Toto getting on the radio and saying... Lewis, you can win this race. Now, at the time, I don't think I believed him. I'm not sure Lewis would have done and many others wouldn't have done either because Lewis was about 20 seconds behind Lando Norris on older tyres. So I I admire Toto Wolff's endless optimism and and faith in Lewis Hamilton in in terms of winning a race and it was a very Lewis Hamilton-esque race to win um, in, in terms of the mad circumstances and he still finds a way of winning Um, and that's why that team that pairing uh, of hamilton wolf and mercedes have been so strong they've got faith in one another hamilton had to have faith in his team in terms of coming into the pits despite not thinking himself that that was the right call to make. Lewis alluded to this in a really lovely moment in the interview pen after the race and we might get onto that in a bit Um, but I think yeah, Toto Wolves endless faith and trust Lewis you can win this race plus he sounds a little bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger so it sounds great whatever he says on the radio even Michael I've sent you an email (laughs) (laughs) things like that Um, anyway, Joe why don't you give your AJ on the line, line of the week?
2: Yeah, I I uh, really enjoyed this sort of interview in the media pen after the race um, where Lewis kind of got Lando involved in his interview and, you know, he sort of let him know that it wasn't all Lando's fault. He, you know, his team gave him some information that was really important in his decision and they were both thinking the same thing, you know, he, uh, a young, inexperienced, um not rookie anymore, it's his third season, but you know, young, inexperienced driver and seven-time world champion, both, you know, thinking the same thing and it could have gone either way. And I thought it was, it was nice to see him get involved and uh, praise his team as well. And his former team as well, which by the way, use Mercedes engines. If uh, if you didn't, know.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> He was very clear on that. McLaren-Mercedes, of course. Uh, because, yeah, I don't know why. But, yeah, that was the interview uh, that I referred to earlier just a few moments ago. <laughs> Go and have a watch of that because that was a great moment. But, yeah, I agree. Um, Jimmy, what was your AJ
1: on the line? Line of the week. Uh, so my AJ on the line, line of the week was uh, similar to Toto uh, telling Lewis that he can still win the race. Um, but my line of the week was Ricky, who was um, Valtteri Bottas's rate engineer, saying that P5 is still on. Um, I think it was, you know, it's 45, um, 45 uh, laps in uh, and he was still in sort of 14th. Um, and everybody thought, oh, that's going to be a load of rubbish. He's going to finish um, 14th. With all the carnage that was happening, um, he uh, did finish fifth in the end. I don't know if he was looking into a crystal ball, but um, yeah, he he managed to get fifth.
0: Mercedes knew this was part of the master plan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had many great moments, great lines, and great winners and losers. And I might as well honours. Uh, I might as well say honourable mentions this race, but. We're not done here because, of course, we need to look forward, look into our own crystal balls. And I can't help but think about Sebastian Vettel when I say that. Mm. <laughs> I, have n- I have balls, but none of them are crystal. <laughs> um, to the Turkish Grand Prix in two weeks' time. If we make it to Turkey. Now, let's start with you, Joe. What is your sensible prediction?
2: Well, I remember this getting a lot of hype last year. Uh, so I'm going to say it's going to happen this year. We're going to see one of the super fast, super high downforce, fastest cars ever turn take turn eight flat out because everyone got really excited to see that last year. And then if you remember, the the, the tra- they'd resurfaced the track and it was like driving on ice and then, then it rained and it was like driving on m- more ice. <laughs> <Icy ice. laughs> but but yeah, so, so the, these unbelievable, like, technologically super-advanced cars were just sort of trundling round there, and everyone was really disappointed because we all really wanted to see it. So my sensible prediction is that we are going to see... Although I, I
0: still stand by the fact that that was the best race ever.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we didn't really lose anything, but... Everyone was really excited to see it. Now, my sensible prediction is we are finally going to see a car take Turn 8
0: flat out. I look forward to seeing that. There's going to be a moment. But who's going to do it? I reckon it's going to be Fernando Alonso. He'll have he'll have the bravery <laughs> to do it first. But does he have the car? don't know. Maybe Bottas. I can see Bottas doing that. Jimmy, what's your sensible prediction?
1: Yeah, Turkey, Turkey will be a good race, I think. Um, I'm not sure how good it would be for overtaking. Um, because, you know, it hasn't got very sort of high, sort of low speed corners. I'm just looking at it now and I think that, um, yeah, it might be quite difficult to overtake. Um, I'm not necessarily an expert, you know, I play F1 2020. um, So, you know, maybe an armchair expert, but yeah, um, it it certainly might be a good race. Last year's race was um, very good and exciting with the slippery track, Um, but yeah, it'd be nice to see um, Turkey again And maybe we'll get A bit more Representative times This time around um, I think it's going to be close But I think uh, It was a, it will be a track That um, Will favour Red Bull um, And we'll have to see What happens um, In the race um, Because I'm, I'm sure It'll be close uh, But I just think uh, Red Bull will edge it Now my, my sensible prediction Is
0: going to build on yours And say that Max Verstappen's Going to win Now Earlier, when I was thinking about it, I thought, yeah, Hamilton's going to take his engine penalty here because it's good for overtaking in Turkey, but I think it's going to be quite close between Mercedes and Red Bull as well. So I'm I'm going to say that Verstappen's going to win, but Hamilton's going to be on pole position.
2: Oh, sourcing.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe Hamilton will just have a poor start. Or Verstappen will do what Hamilton did to him in Silverstone. Round turn eight, going flat. That that would mean that all of us are right if Verstappen goes on to win the race. But uh, we're going to move into our more interesting predictions, and those are, of course, what what's the word I use?
2: Insane, bonkers, mental, mad. My
0: Banzai prediction, however. Oh, that's the one. I've remembered it now. I'm not going to do mine. I'm going to let you do your Banzai prediction first, Joe, if that's okay.
2: Yeah, I'm going to say Lance Stroll is going to right the wrongs of A, this race and B, last year where he was leading for so long. So I'm going to say he's not going to win, but he's going to get Lance Stroll on the podium.
0: Ooh, okay, Jimmy. Your bon, your bonsai, your banza, bonsai, <laughs> your banza <laughs> prediction is
1: my outlandish prediction um, would be uh, a McLaren win, um, simply because I'm a bit of a fanboy, and um, unfortunately Lando Norris um, didn't win, as we all know. Um, so yeah, maybe he could um, lead 100 percent of the laps this time. Um, and maybe he'll come home for a win. That would be really nice, but it is pretty outlandish, um, and we'll have to wait and see.
2: That's not even that outlandish. They've led like ninety percent of the last two races.
1: <laughs> that would be
0: a bit outlandish, wouldn't it? But it's not out of the realms of the possible. Out of the realms of possibility. Um, I reckon I'm going to predict that there's going to be a bit of fisticuffs between the two McLaren drivers. <laughs> Oh, there's going to be tension in some way. This could be just Daniel taking a pancake off Lando Norris's plate. It could be a punch up in the garage. It could be a real battle on the track like we saw it between the McLarens in 2010. Um, or it could go as far as it went with the two Red Bull drivers in 2010 when they took each other off. Who knows? But I reckon there could be some tension between the two. Yeah, they've had two good weekends um, in Italy and Russia, and I think it's going too well. So I can see it going down before it goes back up. I'm just going to throw a spanner in the works there. I know it's a bit of a negative one, but I can see it happening. So thank you very much for listening, and thank you to Joe and Jimmy for your insight. For more content, head over to ajontheline.com. And whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever else you choose to listen to your podcast, leave us a comment and a review. But while you're commenting, tell us who's going to win this World Championship. There's two points between Hamilton and Verstappen. There's seven races left. Who is your pick? Let us know in the comments. Thank you again and have a great couple of weeks before we speak to you soon about that Turkish Grand Prix.